Welcome to the Taxol Podcast, where Taxol investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a Taxol veteran. I am the leading Taxol expert. I'm the author of the Taxol Playbook, founder of the Taxol Academy, and I am your host right here on the Taxol Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Taxol Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax-defaulted real estate, just head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. Again, that's TaxSellAcademy.com. So back earlier this year, 2020, during episode 143, I discussed what you should look for that is ideal when it comes to your very first tax sale property. On today's episode of this podcast, I want to go over five strategies to avoid when it comes to your tax sale business as a beginner. So between this episode and episode 143, and truthfully, along with every other training video that I make on YouTube, in this podcast, or even through the Tax Sale Academy, the entire idea is to get you started on the right foot, to help you gain the momentum necessary to see success as a tax sale investor. The worst thing that you can do is start your tax sale career on the wrong foot. Now, I've got a number of videos on specific property types to avoid. Knowing what you should not be doing is half of the battle in this business. One of my favorite trainings on YouTube and this podcast is titled Tax Sale Red Flags, and I highly recommend you take a look at it. That episode, we'll talk about specific properties. This episode, we are not going to talk about specific properties to avoid landlocked properties, demolished properties, that kind of thing. Instead, we're going to be discussing five strategies that new investors often try to use that you should be avoiding. Again, it's so crucial to get started off correctly. And if you avoid these five strategies, you're going to be on your way to making much smarter decisions. All right, let's discuss these five. The first one is to take big risk. A lot of new investors think you have to take huge risks. To some people, investing means lots of risk. It means they must make risky decisions where they'll either win big or they'll lose big. It's like going to Vegas and putting everything on black, hoping that it hits. The truth is, risk shouldn't really even be a factor. The risk is extremely minimal when you have all of your cards lined up ahead of time. You know the process. You know the laws. You know what goes into it. You have your maximum bid amount, which will provide you a profit when you sell it, utilizing the strategy that you already have, that you know will work, and that you know will bring in that set price. If you know all this ahead of time, is there really even any risk? The only risk is that you did not prepare correctly. It's not like you should be going out and blindly bidding on properties where you have no idea what you'll end up paying or what they'll end up selling for. You should know all that stuff. There's risk, of course, when you are not prepared correctly. But when you're prepared ahead of time, there should be minimal risk. If you're about to invest in a property and you feel it's risky just before the purchase, then you shouldn't be investing in it. You should know what's involved. You should know your costs. You should know the expenses. You should know what it sells for. If you know all these things, at that point, it's not risk. It's simple 
math. Along this same line is something that I see far too often, and that's going all in as a beginner. And I'm not talking about with your effort level, with your research, with the number of auctions you attend or that kind of thing. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of doing everything you can to prepare yourself for success. But what I'm talking about is going all in with every single dime you have right off the bat. You sink every dime into your first tax sale property at the point of purchase. Now, being confident, that's one thing. I want you to be confident. But even if you're prepared fully, you still don't yet know what you don't know. Let me say that again. You don't know what you don't know as a beginning tax sale investor. So in the event that you need to cure title or otherwise spend a few bucks for something that pops up to make the property sellable, you're stuck. You've already spent all your money. Now, I'll be the first person to admit that I have gone all in on properties before, but that was only after years and years of experience. And these are properties with multiple backup plans when I was much younger and much more risk tolerant. But as a beginner, it's just a bad idea to go all in. And what I often see, and please pay attention to this, is the beginner who feels necessary to go all in is often the same exact person who invests recklessly without fully preparing themselves. Your funds should not dictate the amount of pressure that you put on yourself to invest, although I find it does for many new investors. Here's something that's kind of interesting. The same person that will not spend $5 to cover the shipping on a book to teach them about tax investing is also the same person who will blindly invest every single dime that they have. Here's what you can do instead. Prepare yourself and build up to the point where you're investing more and more when necessary based on your experience and knowledge levels. Don't do it out of the gate. Another common strategy that I see amongst beginners and one that rarely works are very complicated schemes. Every week or so, I'll get a message about a so-called cutting-edge scheme that a brand new tax sale investor has come up with. Often a tax sale investor that has not done a single bit of research, that doesn't understand the business, and hasn't purchased a single property. But they'll come up with some sort of strategy that they think is earth-shattering. And at its core, it's as often a strategy that's overcomplicated, it's unnecessary, or just plain doesn't work. And I have heard it all. Many that are immoral, others that are illegal, and plenty that are just plain ridiculous. Tax on investing is the process of buying and selling tax-defaulted real estate. Do not overcomplicate it. It's pretty simple. Now, obviously, there are strategies to do it, and sure, some can get complicated, but leave the complicated strategies for the guys with years and years of experience or build up to that point yourself. If you need some sort of crazy and complicated scheme to get into this business, you likely don't need to be in this business in the first place. Another strategy that I see are timelines. Many new investors will set a goal of buying a property within something like 30 days. I've even seen so-called real estate coaches put timelines into place. I guarantee you'll buy your first property within two weeks or within 30 days. That's an absolutely reckless approach. 
Very, very reckless. I'm all for goals that you can control. I am not for goals that have so many outside variables that you don't have any control. For example, while you might desire to have your first property in one week, two weeks, a month, whatever it is, you must understand that you don't control many, many things when it comes to tax default real estate. You don't control when the auctions are. You don't control the property selection, the market conditions, the competition, and subsequently the price that you'll pay. You don't control so many things. So how could you possibly make an investment in something when you don't know what you'll be investing in, when you'll be investing in it, how much you'll be investing, or what the potential margins are? Do not force yourself into some sort of artificial timeline. Now, the last strategy is what I like to refer to as fire ready aim. This is where a new investor is so excited that they want to invest today and they make the decision to buy and then they kind of go back and attempt to learn what they are doing after they have spent their money on something. And this is often the saddest, most financially severe strategy. And it hurts me to read the stories about investors who make mistakes like this. So much of what I do is try to help new investors understand what they are doing. I try to help them to be prepared to make the correct decision when the timing is right. Yet a lot of brand new investors make either no preparation or do the very minimal when it comes to preparation and then they pull the trigger and buy a property and then suddenly they realize, I don't know what I'm doing. This usually results in properties with lousy margins at best and demolition costs, court fines, lawsuits, and plenty of other fun stuff at worst. Taking action is great, but only take action, only move forward once you are fully prepared and know exactly what you are doing. So there you have it. Five strategies that are often used by brand new investors that are going to provide disastrous results. Taking big risks, going all in, crazy complicated schemes, artificial timelines on themselves, and the fire ready aim approach. Listen, I truly hope that learning about these five strategies to avoid will be helpful in your tax sale business. There are obviously many correct strategies for new investors that we teach about inside the Tax Law Academy, but I want you to do everything in your power to get started in this business on the right foot, and you're definitely doing that right now by learning all you can prior to investing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave us a positive rating on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on it today. It means the world to us when we see those positive ratings. And if we can be of any additional help, there are a whole bunch of links down below in today's show notes, including one to our primary site at taxallacademy.com, where we offer comprehensive step-by-step training on investing in tax liens and tax deeds. Hey, take care and make it a successful day. See ya.